Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board, episode 152. Um, I guess today's guest, I first uh, learned of your existence in the human race as my neighbor uh, up the street on Taylor Road. You lived on Spring Mill Road. Um, you were, I think, two years in front of me at Cornell School. About a year, yeah, right? Yeah. Sorry to age you a little it's bit. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, you know, I always knew of you and knew the legend of, like, you know, the parties and, like, you know, just the um, the personality, the exuberance and stuff like that. Um, I think we hung out maybe a handful of times and then, you know, we hadn't seen each other in a long time. But I guess it was maybe about, like, six months ago I started seeing on the internet all these postings, all these things that you were saying and, like, you know, just this motivational stuff. And, like, I'm all about motivation. I'm all about people who are trying to get the message out. I'm also all about people who are trying to do something that's different. I like when people take a stand. I like when people like say to themselves, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be the difference. I'm going to be the one that's going to go out there. I'm going to be the one to get people inspired, you know? And, like, it's a tough thing to do. I mean, these are the people, though, that are remembered throughout history. I mean, you can go through, you know, uh, the blueprints. You can go through the, the scriptures. You can go through everything. But, you know, it's the people who get you to get up off your couch and do something who are the ones that matter with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Bobcast, Mr. Scott Aaron. Thank you, Bob, and and that's a, a wonderful introduction. And life comes full circle, you know. We it does. We've, yeah, we've known each other since I, I moved to uh, Lafayette Hill, which was thirty three years ago. So now, uh, with the age of, of so technology, you say you're only thirty three years old. You look 30, pretty good. I, for I know, I'm only thirty three, <laughs> and uh, right. things come full circle. So yeah. it's just an honor and a privilege mm-hmm. to to share the space and and just get the message out. Yeah, I, I appreciate you coming. Uh, it, it, sometimes you know people, you know, we schedule lots of podcasts. It takes a long time to make it happen. Sometimes, but as long as we make it happen, that's all it really counts, right? Yeah. yeah. First off, I mean, like you're you're. Your like you know path that you've chosen. I mean, we could go into that history, but like, let's start things off fresh. Let's start things off with like all the stuff I see online, all the postings, all the live Facebook videos and stuff like that. You're really trying to get people to like to escape like their comfort zones, right? And I find that as I'm getting older, like you know, pushing forty, I'm trying to let go of all the things that have prohibited me before of like moving forward. And I think that for me, it's always been about comfort zones and being like, well, maybe I'll go back there because it was a good time then. Slowly starting to realize that all the things that were once good will never be as good as again. As again, you got to make new things happen. So like, what do you feel is the most important thing for people to realize when they need to get out of their comfort zones? <sighs> such a such a great question because you know there's a I went to a training with a, a guy by the name of David T.S. Wood, mm-hmm. and he talks about um, the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, – and, you know, that's that's the place where we stay because it's known. I call it the known zone. The it's, known zone. I like that. It's mm-hmm. – it's, it's the same t- – It's we wake up, we're on autopilot, we brush our teeth, we take a shower – uh, it's almost like the Groundhog Day effect, where you're yeah. just doing the same thing, and and we know that the definition of you know insanity is doing the same thing each day, expecting something to change, and it doesn't. Yeah. And then around the known zone is the is the uncomfortable zone, and it's those things that that you do that really kind of start pushing you forward. Mm-hmm. But the most important zone outside of that ring is the is the unknown zone like complete like not the uncomfortable zone so there's the comfort zone the uncomfortable zone and then the unknown zone yeah so when growth is key in anything that you do in life and for me you know i I can compare growth to the way that I, I used bodybuilding and mm-hmm. weightlifting because I was growing my body. And mm-hmm. you can't go to the gym just one day and expect, and expect to look like Arnold no. Schwarzenegger. I think most just, people do that, right? It, you know, I mean, we live in an instant gratification world. Yeah. You know, high-speed internet, fast food, instant oatmeal. Everything is like this. And I was just speaking to someone. I'm the kind of person that I want to be in the trenches, yeah. I don't want the shortcuts. I don't want the the shortest distance to the goal. I want to be on the long, arduous, monotonous journey. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly getting pushed every day to make changes because the way 
when you get uncomfortable, when you start doing things out of the norm, everything starts to shift. Everything, yeah. So for me, sometimes it's going to a different different way to work. I know that sounds like, you know, no. like, so like sometimes I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to make the right today. I'm going to go left. You know what I mean? And then like, you know, maybe it's not so much different, but it's like small things. It's also like being able to like listen to people, you know, like some people don't listen, you know, and like they're so, you know, like they're so in tune to themselves. So they're not really appreciating other people's POVs. Like I try to do that more often. I try to be more mindful of what my experience is with them. Because, like, we're all in this together. I was just saying, mm-hmm. I recorded a podcast um, uh, that's uh, episode 151 was with Jeremy Haynes, and we were saying, like, how we're... Oh, Jeremy. Yeah, we're, like, we're talking about, like, you know, spirituality. We're talking about all these different things. We were talking about, like, how, like, we are bacteria growth from the earth. The earth is alive, and we are these things inside of it that have spawned up. And, like, we tend to forget that. We tend to think we tend to think that we have to have the set pattern. We have to like what you were saying, like be like, look, this is not my comfort zone. I can't, I can't. I I don't want to go there. Yeah. I don't want to go shop there. I've never been to Target for yeah. Christ's sake. Do they have the things on sale that Walmart do? What do I do with my life? Why do we do that to ourselves? Is what I'm thinking. Like what? Like I'm trying to pinpoint these things because I'm trying to better understand not only myself but everybody. It's it's life experience. You know, we're we're, we're taught at an early age how things should be mm-hmm. the way that we do things but but I love the analogy that you just said about going a different way to work yeah and I, I said this to someone the other day I said haven't you ever like driven in your car and you start thinking about something and then like 10 minutes goes by and you're like how did I get here because yeah. your your mind runs on such autopilot and and just without anything it's just unconscious you mm-hmm. know exactly where you're going so even going a different way where you're forced to be more present, be more present yeah. and be more open and really look where you are. Most people, I, I use this analogy with my clients mm-hmm. and I, I say that, you know, when you wake up and you put that blindfold on, mm-hmm. you're going to bump into walls, you're going to get cuts, scrapes, bruises. And after you bump into enough walls and you get hurt, what do you end up doing? You stop moving. And when you stop moving, you stop growing. Mm -hmm. So I use the analogy, take the blindfold off, turn the lights on so you can see exactly where you want to go. No one has to settle for anything in life. You know, in, in my life, I never thought at 38 that I would be divorced twice and, and, you know, obviously I was blessed with a, a beautiful five-year-old little boy. He's he's literally the best teacher I have in the world. Yeah. He's just amazing. My son's about to be too. It is true to be said that yeah. your kids really they teach you They teach you, you like yeah. how to get uncomfortable, how to have yeah. no – I mean he broke his <laughs> – Talk he about bro- the comfort He broke his right arm there. like four weeks ago. Oh, wow. And, I mean, he's great, yeah, but yeah. he walked around with a broken arm for three days. They didn't say anything. Like, I he didn't just, know. He, My no, brother did that once too. He just Very adjusted. Good. Like mm-hmm. they, they figure things out and it's like, it's like bobbing and weaving. And, you know, with life – Whatever your life is right now, and I, I tell people all the time, and I do the, I, I do self-reflection every day. I made a, a decision earlier this year. Every year I come to a decision, and this year I, I decided that I'm only going to do things that feel good. Mm-hmm. If something doesn't feel good, I'm going to not do it, and I'm going to find a way – to do something else that feels good, whether it's a, a workout or surrounding myself with people or yeah. eating a specific food. So, you know, if you're listening to this and, you, and you're and you thinking about your life and there's something that you're not happy with, whether it's your monetary level, uh, whether it's your relationship or lack thereof, whether it's your health, your wellness, you know, where you are in your career, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to stay that way. You know, there's an old analogy. People do tend to feel as if they're just they're stuck. stuck. They're That's, stuck. They, they, you know, they pushed all their chips in. This is it. This is the best it's going it. to get. I'm all in. There's no more. There's no chance to rebuy in. I, I I've got everything in there. This is it. And you know, I and it's also like you know, I've been th- like age. Like like I'm about to be 38 too. So your age also kind of becomes like almost like this like part of you where it's like, well, I should be. I should have. It's a marker. By then I I'm almost 40 for Christ's sake. Why why didn't I make it? You know, like. Well, what's stopping you right now from like achieving your goals? Your goal when you were fifteen or fourteen or when you're eight, who cares? Why is it any different for people when they grow and they get older? Because they feel the need to conform. Well, it, it's not so much a need. It, you know, continue. I, I, Let me fix this so your viewers can get 
Look how good you look like yeah. this. Let's get the po- proper view. So this is the Bobcast vision so, right here. You know, the, 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 the big thing is, is that it's not so much a, a, a need of having to achieve certain things. Yeah. Change is very scary for people. Yeah, well, like it's it's, it's, it's terrifying. For it's some. it's the unknown, and I think what what we're you know one of the biggest things that I changed um, a little over three years ago, I got rid of cable. Completely, I, I, I can't. Cut I, it off. I have Wi-Fi. I canceled my cable mm-hmm. because I'm just tired of the negativity. And there's a if, lot. And if you turn on the news, that's all. It's you know CNN stands for mm-hmm. constant negative news. I, I mean, constant I, negative news. I I I, I you think Donald Trump would agree. With yeah, <laughs> I, I I just I just don't want to look at it yeah, anymore. Yeah, it is, and it is terrible. F- for me, change is scary because you don't know what lies on the other side of that door. Mm-hmm. If you don't decide to change and you stay where you are, it's comfortable because mm-hmm. you know exactly what life is going to be, and. Again, it's something that you said. I think everyone has a predisposed notion of where I'm supposed to be at 30, where I'm supposed to be at 35, where I'm supposed to be at 40. I'm approaching 40. You know, I'm not married. You know, I, I, I have a wonderful little boy. And and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Did I plan to go through bankruptcies? No. Mm-hmm. Did I plan to get divorced twice? No. But that's my journey. And everyone has a journey. And it's about recognizing not what's happened to you, what's happened for you. Because when you can understand exactly what's happened and you can take those situations not as like, oh, woe is me, but what can I learn from this? What what can I learn from this experience and then apply it to my current life to make things better? Because for me, what excites me the most is I haven't even gotten started yet. People look at me now and they're like, oh my God, you know, you're successful, you're doing this. Th- that's great and I appreciate it, but I haven't even left the ground floor yet. That's what gets me up every morning mm. is that the impact and the vision and the mission that I have in life starts new and fresh every single day. That's what gets me up. And What time do you get up in the morning? Between five and six. Okay, cool. So I get up around the same time. I'm a huge morning person. Yeah, you know? huge. I love it. I love I, it. There's okay. more to the day. There's more to the day, but I just, something about the beginning of the day, I find it that is the most special part of the day. I love listening to music on the way to work. Sometimes I'm listening to it way too loud for some. You know, they look over me at traffic. I'm rocking out. They're like, yeah. what, what's wrong with this guy? It's because I'm excited for the day. Yep. You know what I mean? And then, like, it's weird when you, like, come into contact with people who you may work with or, like, just, like, what's up with this guy? Why does he got so much energy in the morning? I'm just like, because I feel good. You know what I mean? I, I get up 5.30 every day, and you know what I mean? I just... By choice. I'm happy. Yeah, well, I mean, well, my son had something to do with that right. over the time. I was right. I was starting to get more and more, like, you know, pushed back. You know, I used to be able to sleep, Christ, to, like, 10. But now I think the most I could sleep into, if I tried, would be, like, 7. Yeah. And that's, like, sleeping in. But I just love that aspect, though, of, like, the new day. And you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people, too, they just can't get into that mindset that, like, yesterday's gone, man. You know? Like, that's it. Like, you got to start fresh. Because if you don't, like, what's the point of it? That shit's just going to keep dragging you, dragging you down. And like, you know, most bad days you remember, you don't remember all your good days, mm. all your bad days. You can, you know, like you can pick them up in your mind and be like, oh man, that was like really, that sucked. You know, it's, it's, we, we're, we easily recall more of the bad things mm-hmm. than the good things. And, um, um, a, a, a dear friend of mine, someone, someone really dear to me, um, sent me this uh, email and it was called the garbage truck effect where there's garbage trucks around us all the time and people are always looking to dump Mm -hmm. our garbage on someone else. And if someone dumps your garbage, if they, if they dump their garbage on you, what do you want to do? You want to quickly dispose that garbage and dump it on someone else. So make, make it a mission, make it a pact to yourself to not take on other people's garbage because it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with those people. So one of the biggest things that I changed was circle of influence because the people that you learn and grow from Mm -hmm. shape you into where you're going. So, you know, there was something that I heard by, by Robin Sharma and he, he wrote a two, two of my favorite books was the monk who sold his Ferrari Uh, and the leader, uh, the leader with no title. 
And he basically said, if you're the smartest, if you're the most successful, you need new friends. And that's not, and that's, <laughs> love that, yeah. and, and that's not to, to put any of our friends down. Mm-hmm. We love them where they are. But if you want to grow, if you want to live expansively, mm-hmm. you need to learn from people that are doing it. You need to learn mm-hmm. from people that are, are making more money than you, that are having more impact from you. And you need to learn from these people on how they're doing it. You know, we're all students. We're always learning. I tell people all the time, I am a student of life. I am always looking to learn something new each day. And I saw a TED Talk uh, two days ago. And the guy was talking about how to become a master at something that you do. It's the 10,000-hour habit. Yeah. And he was saying how, what if you don't want to learn how to be a master? You know, how long, how many hours does it take to become just good at something? And he did some research, and you know the learning curve when you do it, it goes like this, and then Shoots it's up. like a, and yeah. then it's a steady, arduous climb. He said it takes twenty hours to be good. Twenty hours to be good at anything you've never done before, and he proved it. So he always wanted to play the ukulele. Oh, that's cool. I like to see that. So you can find it on it's it's the the yeah, twenty hours. Yeah. So basically, he goes if you take forty five minutes mm-hmm. every day for thirty days in a month. You'll put in 20 hours of something that you've never learned to do. I love that. So he took out a ukulele and he played a song for everyone. And he goes, you have to deconstruct the skill. So you got to figure out how does it work. Scared to death of. And and you go back. So he played the song and he goes, I just want to let everyone know. This was officially my 20th hour. Oh, that's great. Of learning that's how to play great. the ukulele in front of everybody. So everyone can learn something new. I mean, what 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 you're doing now? Yeah. Like I, I mean, if if someone would have said to you 5 or 6 years ago, "Hey, Bob, you're going to have a podcast." You're yeah. going to be like, "What are you talking about?" I didn't even about? know what a podcast was. Exactly. Like, yeah. And then if someone said to me that, you know, you wouldn't be owning gyms and you wouldn't be personal training anymore, mm-hmm. and you would do more of this other coaching type of things, I would have been like, you're crazy. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no way. There's no way I'm not going to be personal trained. There's no way I'm not going to be owning a gym. But that was my story. Yeah. So everyone has the innate ability every single day to turn a page and write your life the way that exactly the way you want it to look. I'm a, a screenplay writer, and one of the best pieces of advice I ever got. I've been doing it for uh, seven years now with my brother and I. Uh, we've had some some mild success, but somebody told me once. This piece of advice that I apply towards my life as well. Writing is rewriting. Mm, I love that. That's it. Yeah. Think about it. Like, you know, like when you finish a script, you're like, oh, this is it. You know, I'm in. We're making this movie, you know. You're not done. You're never done. The story is never done. You're always going to be able to go back, add little tidbits to make it work for you and for others. With your life, though, I do believe that that is a factor. You could rewrite it. You, You can do whatever, you know, like you could set out like... You were just talking about that TED Talk. I meet so many adults who know that I'm a musician who are like, man, I'd love to learn to play guitar. And it's just like, well, what the, dive What's in. stopping you? You know, and like, like literally guitar. I want to play the drums. I've always wanted to well, play the what? drums. Well, guess what? We got drums right over here. We I've can get you started right to today. Play the drums. Okay? Like, I, I've had somebody recently said that to me. They were like, uh, Bob, I'd love, I, they saw a video of my son and I like on Instagram, like playing drums. Like, I'd love to play it. It's like, well, what's stopping you? Have you ever you seen know? Keith Weinberg and his yeah, son? Yeah, we chat online. It's yeah. amazing. I, I like Keith Weinberg's son and my son to start a band. Yeah, but they live in different cities. But yeah. um, I just, you know, I find that like with art in general, like one of the things that I'm experiencing too is that I've always been an artist, but it wasn't until maybe about three or four years ago where I started to realize that I need to stop worrying about what I produce and just move on to the next project. Yeah. Just get it out there. As an artist, the best thing you could do is just be like, well, that's a wrap. I'm on to the next one. Lots of times people, and it's in general without art, maybe it's a project they're working on at home or it's a relationship, they tend to not be able to move away from it. They, they, they just like, oh my God, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. Nothing is perfect. No. Everything is imperfect. That's why the universe is set the way it is. You know what I mean? It's for you to, like you are saying, like make your story through it. Mm-hmm. I find that when... I am able to produce art on a scale where I just like up oh, that song's done next one you know or write a script and like get through that real quick and then get the next idea out it makes me so happy it makes me feel good too like well I am producing everything I did whereas in my 20s and my early 30s I was terrified of like making a mistake or like yeah. being like I don't know if we should release this album it may not be right downtown harvest shouldn't do this now we should do something else once you stop worrying about stuff and you start getting real about what your vision is could be, uh, you know, going to the gym, could be writing that script. 
and you just let go, you know? And some people are like, oh, let go to higher power. Like, great. If you got religion in your life, that works for me too. Yeah. But the greatest religion is right here in front of you. It's yeah. yourself. You know what I mean? And like, people don't look to themselves. They look to others and they're like, you know? So like, motivation, uh, motivational speakers, like I listen to Joe Rogan podcasts all the time. Oh, he's I awesome. find such inspiration through him. Russell Brand has become somebody that I listen to that yeah. like, he has a couple of different podcasts, but like the way that he's like dishing out these like thoughts and like these patterns of like thinking that are like so out of the box. And like the one that sticks out for me the most is, you know, he said, you know, if I said to you, Scott, tomorrow morning, you can wake up at 530 and you're going to have the power to change the entire world. You can make everything work. The only problem is you can't sign your name at the bottom of the painting. You can't take no credit for it. Would you be cool with it? And how many people do you know that are in your group would be like, I won't write my name. I will, you know, like that's the power like right there is just being like, you know, like altruism, helping people, empathy, all that stuff, the power of like positive will. Like I feel as if if more people did it, there would be more of a consequence for them to feel good about themselves and also the people that are around. But unfortunately, I mean, we also live in, uh, I just read today that like before we started this podcast, four kids just died in the Southwest of France. Like, you know, there's terrible things on the news. So some people might say to you like, Scott, well, how do I how do I stay so positive when all this bad shit's happening around me? What what, we, what do you say to that? Well, positivity is a choice. Mm-hmm. Happiness is a choice. For me, I tell people that I've created this nice little bubble. Yeah, this happiness bubble, where I'm not immune to what's going on in the world. Because even before social media, before TV. Bad stuff happened. Yeah, that's a good point. It's just more visual now because of the power. Yeah. I mean, I, I go back to when we were in college. There was no cell phones in college. No, 9-11 wasn't played out on the, cell the, the, There was not, like, literally, if you were meeting someone, you mm-hmm. would call dorm room to dorm room, yeah. and you would meet there. That was it. Or page. The, yeah, there was no pictures. Yeah. There was no video. You had disposable cameras that you wouldn't be able to see the pictures mm-hmm. till like, a year later when By you way, were... By the way, I worked at Ritz Camera. I was the right. one that developed them. So, so I was you know. at heart. Right. So, <laughs> so, you know, the other thing is, is that when you can live life without expectation, mm-hmm. you live a happier life. Because I think everyone wakes up with the expectation of how my day is going to go. Mm. You know, um, I'm going to do this and this is the end result that I want to happen. Well, what if you woke up and you had no expectation for tomorrow? Where you woke up and you just went with the flow of how the day went. You would have victories all day long. All day long. Because everything, every day is a new experience. Every day is a new experience, and we have the choice to either play into expectations that we have of other people, of ourselves, of our surroundings, of our job, or you could live with no expectation and find joy and enlightenment and happiness in everything, whether it's leaving an extra tip for the barista at Starbucks. Yeah. Or opening the door and letting a couple people through, or letting a couple people go in traffic. Yeah. Not being that other person that like has to be somewhere. Where does everyone have to be? You have to be right here. There's a great book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And he talks about two wonderful things. One is he talks about most people that live in anxiety is they're living in the past. They're playing past tapes, past experiences, past situations, Mm -hmm. and it's keeping them in anxiety. Then there's the group of people that live in fear because they're fearful of the future. What if? Oh, my God. You know, what's going to happen then? Yeah. But you can't control what's already happened Mm -hmm. and you can't control what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You can only control one time. And that's right now. now, So he calls it the power of now because if you live in the past, you live in anxiety. If you live in the future, you live in fear. But if you live in the now, you live in peace. So... Doesn't it feel better just to live in peace? My God, it does, yeah. But he also talks about addiction. And I I ask my clients all the time, what are the top three addictions you hear about? Mm -hmm. They say food, drugs, and alcohol, which they're correct. But what Eckert says is that there's an underlying addiction that is never talked about. And he says it's the addiction to emotion. He goes, alcohol, drugs, and food are reactions 
to an emotional addiction. So when someone has an emotional addiction, they have an outlet. Some people turn to drugs. Mm -hmm. Some people turn to alcohol. Some people turn to food or lack of food. Yeah. So if you get to the core of what is the emotional disconnect, Mm -hmm. what is the reason why you're feeling this way? Was it an event that happened to you? Was it a situation that came up? And you can address that emotion. And I like what you said about letting go. Because everyone's, how do I let go? How do I let go? How do I let go? Yeah. It's not about letting go of the event. Mm-hmm. Because I don't believe in, not that it's not possible, you don't want to let go of the event. You know? you got to own it. I mean, it's part of you. For me, get, you are. Well, for me getting bullied and picked on, mm-hmm. you know, for, in my childhood, you know, for, you know, my father going to prison and for the two divorces and the bankruptcy and everything else that had to go on, mm-hmm. I don't want to forget those things. I want to forget and I want to let go of the emotional connection of those events. I use those events as anchors to remind me of how far I've come. So there's people out there that have maybe been through something that I've been through or they can relate to it because they've also, we've all been through something. We've all had things that happened to us. You don't want to forget it. You want to let go of the emotional connection and you want to use that certain story to propel you to where you want to go because most people hold everything in. They, They keep everything inside and repress it and suppress it and it then amounts to something else. Mm-hmm. But how's that really making you feel? Is it is it making you feel good? Do you feel happy? Do you feel motivated every morning when you get out of bed? You know, I can't when you bec- when you become grateful for the littlest things in life, like waking up and being able to see the sunrise. Even though it sounds, you know, m- most men, some men can relate to that, but you know, I've always been more in I'm all touch about the sunrise in the morning. I've always been more in yeah. touch with the emotional side of me because it's important. Ooh. It's important to embrace your masculine and your feminine because everybody has it. And the more in touch you are with your feelings, the more energy you give out and the more people are attracted to that energy. Positivity is contagious. But so is negativity. Yes, it is. So what it's would like you? A disease. It what spreads. would you? Yeah. What would you rather catch? Would you rather catch positivity or would you rather catch negativity? It's so hard for people to catch the positivity. It's very easy for them to catch the negativity because I feel as if it's like a virus. It spreads and it just attacks all the cells of who you are. But the positivity thing, it's so hard for people to be good to one another. You know, uh, I find that that is one of the strangest things ever because it's like I also start to I, we talk a lot about in the podcast here about how what has technology influenced that type of behavior? Why are we now starting to like, you know, like you see people on the road and they're just so pissed, like, you know, the road rage and stuff. I what you said to touch upon, like, you know, um, doing like random acts of con- kindness and stuff like that when I was a stay at home dad. It literally was the best like year and a half of my life because it, I I was in the most pure form of like human existence and it's basically basically is this is that you take care of your kids you go out you hunt you gather I mean by hunting I mean going to like you know the grocery store and bringing in groceries home but like providing for your family right that is the most natural way of living and that's really where we came from our DNA is based on these primal instincts and the most primal thing is taking care of your family or your offspring or you know what I mean like the people you love uh and I did that you know and like I was able to have such clarity where I I stopped thinking like you know all those negative things no more I start there was like a like a heat wave in the summertime and like I would pick up like old people and like where you live I'm okay my son's in the back seat you want to go for a ride right and I felt great doing that you know and then like sometimes I'm like oh let me give you no you keep it and, like, once I start getting more, like, altruistic and, like, you know, doing things for other people and not expecting anything in return, mm. I started to feel really good about myself, you know? Yeah. I was at a concert. I was at Arcade Fire with my cousin. And we were, like, you know, in the fourth row. And I saw the student in front of me. And he was just, you know, he was, he was smoking. He was drinking. He was completely wasted. <laughs> it was, like, four or five songs in. Like, I slowly started seeing him, like, you know, lagging and, like, dropping to the floor. And then all of a sudden he just, you know, conks out. He's on the floor. His girlfriend can't do anything. Everyone's just standing there. And I was like, you know what? I jumped over two rows, got down there, knew exactly what was going on. He was ghost face killer. You know what I mean? Yep. 36 chambers. He couldn't, he blew the cannon. It was all over. I picked him up off the ground, put him in the chair. You know, he had that, you know, that slime that like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I I, I I was like, I was like, dude, take off your, let's take off this hoodie. Let's breathe. You know? 
and then he felt better, you know? And, like, I, I remember, like, after I did it, you know, like, I saw, I, going back to my seat, people were looking at me like, who's this guy? Like, was this Jesus jumping down from, like, you know, like, the rafters, the rafters. or whatever? But, like, I felt good about it, you know? And, I, like, after that, like, I did that, like, watching the rest of the set, I felt as if, like, that was maybe supposed to happen. Or, like, you know, like, when people don't stop at accidents and, like, you know, like, they don't get themselves involved like i feel as if that is part of the problem like really the negativity spreads rampant sometimes because people are afraid to help other people you know they don't stop they don't they don't help somebody change that flat tire that's in need and like or even if it's a small thing like picking somebody up that needs a ride or like you know what i mean like we're like, when you do something for somebody else, you feel good about yourself. So, like, why isn't that contagious? It's the oxytocin release, and, and you know, it's – you always want to do things without expecting anything in return. Mm-hmm. You know, it's things that y- you want to be kind. You want to be giving. And and I I, I started this gratitude challenge back yeah, in, I remember that. in October mm-hmm. um, because what I was realizing is that everyone waits for Thanksgiving – to be you know, thankful, why? yeah. <laughs> like what? Like what? Like Thanksgiving, obviously, the yeah. celebration of 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 our of our past. But you can be thankful and grateful and appreciative every single day. You don't need a holiday. Like even with Christmas time and Hanukkah, right now, the 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 holidays of giving. Mm-hmm. You can give all year round. You can give every day if if you choose to. You don't have to wait for a holiday time. And and I I, I feel for people. Because instead of the holiday time being really wonderful and great and stress-free, people are more angry and frustrated and anxious and overwhelmed now than ever. They're they're worrying about money Mm. more than ever. More than ever. They they stop their life. And and I, I was talking to someone the other day, and she goes, I want to work with you, but I have to do this, that, this, that. And I said... But you have to realize you're you're not taking care of the most important person in this equation, mm-hmm. and it's you. If you can't take care of yourself and love yourself and appreciate yourself and be kind to yourself, you can't love, appreciate, be kind, or take care of anyone else. Yeah. And that's the thing. And, and that's what I was doing. I was giving, 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 and, and I, I was forgetting about me. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not to say that you need to be selfish. You need to be selfless towards yourself so you can help everybody else. Everybody else Becoming the best version of you innately will make everyone else better around you because they see, you know, like people will say, you just, you look different. You seem different. Your energy is different. You yeah. seem happier yeah. by choice. By choice. And yeah. that's, like, and it, it's such, it's such a. I've, I've heard that a lot. Like people are like, wow, you, you, you're really happy this morning. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm ready. Let's do it. You know what I mean? It, Let's kick today's ass. You I'll, know what I mean? I'll, like, I'll, go, I'll go to a coffee shop and, and my, my drink is I get a, um, I get either a coconut milk or almond milk latte with four shots. Where do you like to go first off? Because I used to manage. I used to be a coffee manager, so I'm all about coffee. Um, there. I mean, if if I if I'm in like. You go rush. I'll, I'll go wherever. Okay. I, I like. But what's your go to? Like, you want to get the, the, you know, the coconut. You want to get the four shots. Where do you go? Uh, there's a, a place, oh, and it's. I'm drawing a blank now. You it's, got that brain like me sometimes. Boom. Just yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's. I, I mean, you yeah. know, I'll go to Starbucks, or I. I like to. I like to support local places. There's yeah. a. There's a place, um, in Maniunk. That it'll, it'll come back to me later, but. I, I'll, I'll order I, – I remember I was at Old City Coffee mm-hmm. meeting uh, a friend for coffee and, and the barista turns around and she goes, four shots? Mm-hmm. She goes – She said that to you? Yeah. She goes, she goes, big day, huh? And I said, every day is a big day. Wow. And and that's the thing. You, you know, I, yeah. I, I I live to the fullest every single day because I she choose to – She said that to you. Four shots, huh? Four, big day today. And so here – like yeah. I, I, I just get – I get so like, – People do that a lot. I just don't like for me. I, I was saying to a friend of mine, I just don't understand why people would choose to be negative. I don't understand why people would want to live in lack. I don't understand why yeah, people want to be negative. I don't understand why people don't want to be their best. Exactly. Why they yeah. like? Why do people make excuses for themselves? Yeah. Own your stuff. Mm-hmm. If there's. Everyone like I did a I did a video the other day about the difference between dreams and ideas. Dreams are in your head and it's important to dream. Ideas are when you take dreams and you put them down on paper. 
Because if you can visually see where you're going, if you can write down your your blueprint and your map, mm. and you actually have an address to put in your GPS, if you don't have an address for your GPS, your car's not going anywhere. You're lost. So if you have the address of where you want to go, the GPS will take you there. And here's how life goes. It's not a straight line. So for those that are listening and you think, you know, there's point A and point B, sorry, it doesn't exist. There's potholes, there's bends, there's turns, there's dips, there's detours, there's road closures, mm -hmm. but eventually you will get to where you want to be. It's just going to take time and don't have an expectation of how long is it going to take? How many years, how many days, how many hours do I have to put in to get to where I want to be? 20 to be good, right? Exactly. <laughs> have no expectation. And just yeah. take life as it comes and enjoy the ride. That's what it's about. You know, it's funny. Like, I, I've been trying to, like, preach this stuff for so long. But it's, like, the negativity vibe. Like, four shots, huh? Big day. Yeah, you know, big day. Like, A lot of people like to do that. Like... You know, like the, I guess I, I hear it all the time. Like, if, like, you know, like I'm in a conversation with somebody and I bring up something that I'm enjoying or a book I've read, or like, you know, I, I really dig the new St. Vincent album. And then somebody's response is, Oh, I hate that. I hate, I hate that. She, the conversation is now null and void. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. I've now walked into a wall. But it's also like, it's, it's stopping somebody from enjoying, like, you know, like, I just don't get that. You know what I mean? So, like, there's some stuff, some films or some books that I don't care for, but I will never say to somebody, oh, I hate that. You know, and I try not to actually even say the phrase, I hate that or I hate this or, you know what I mean? Because it's like, what, it's what do you hate? What's what, the point? Like, what, what is hate too? Like, what is that? Like, like, the way to describe something is like, there's so many different versions of hate. And we live now in a world that is full of hate. Mm -hmm. And for Christ's sake, we all came from the same spot. You know what I mean? We may look different because of the geographical locations and what happened to, you know, people's bodies and stuff like that. But right. we all came from the same, you know, little, same little, little, yeah, the same little thing, you know, but it's just like, we're so wrapped up in it. And we're so wrapped up in like the way that, uh, you know, we, we treat each group. And I, I feel as if there's not enough time to like, think about like, well, where did we really come from? And what is the message that has been completely lost throughout time? The message that has been lost throughout time is that, I mean, we are comfortable in our corners. I'm comfortable over here in the right corner. They're in the left corner. And then occasionally maybe we'll come out in the middle of the ring and, like, you know, we'll spar a little bit. Right. And, like, you know, maybe somebody wins. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah. we're not thinking about the building that the ring is in. And that's, you know, Earth. You know what I mean? Like, we, regardless, people are like, oh, that's real granola, Bob. Whatever. They can put that negativity aside. We are not focusing on the one most important problem is us as like a species. You know what I mean? Like we forget that stuff. We don't think about that no more. We think about our cell phones. We think about the four shots. We think about all these different things that we want to happen in our lives. And I feel as if like the, the only way that it's ever going to happen for me, like in my mind is as if a, the new, the old Messiah comes back, the new Messiah comes, comes back, aliens come back, independence <laughs> that, you know what I mean? Like something that happened, like when we all look up and we say, Oh man, we really are one together. And like, look, I, I've said it before in the podcast, like Independence Day, right? Everyone comes together. Aliens come. Everyone's like, oh, man, we got to rally together. We don't have enough of those moments in our lives where we all come together. And I feel as if we only come together when bad shit happens. Right. You know what I mean? Vegas happens. The shooting happens. The next day we're in solidarity. Yeah. And then we forget about it. Right. Uh, I mean, like the first one that, you know, like that we didn't have um, – you know, like nine eleven for us was our generation's Oof. Pearl Harbor. It was it Absolutely. was shocking. You know, yeah. it's still shocking. Like thinking about it, you know, and like looking back into your mind of like what these visions were and stuff like that. And I just feel as if it's a shame that we only get together when negativity happens. So the the thing is, is that all of those are choices. Mm -hmm. We were not born to hate. Yeah, we were not born. To kill one another. We were not born to be broke. We were born to be prosperous, to be loving, to be kind. And here's the thing, and I was saying this to someone the other day. When we become parents and our child is born, what is the first thing that we want to see? We want to see them smile. So we're going to do whatever it takes to make our child yeah. smile. We'll make funny faces. We'll make noises. Dance so our, our entire purpose, no matter what's happened before becoming a parent, our entire purpose is to make our child happy. 
That's the that's 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 our goal. We want to raise a happy child. Someone that's giggling and laughing. We tickle them. We we act like you know, little kids again. So, you know, we make them laugh and we do puppet shows and we play hide and go seek and peekaboo mm -hmm. to see a smile on their face. But what happens? At what point do we stop trying to make our kids happy and we give into the negativity? Mm. So what if we took that principle of, and even our parents, what do you think our parents did? Our parents wanted us to be happy. Yeah. It's, it's evolutionary. Every parent that becomes a parent, your initial goal is to just be enamored by your child and, you know, to see your child smile and to take pictures when they're smiling and to, you know, be there for all of their accomplishments. Mm -hmm. The first time they roll over, the first time they push up, the first time they're cruising around and crawling and walking and their first word and, you know, taking food off a spoon for the first time. Those are all victories. Mm -hmm. So... Couldn't we conceptually take those things and apply them to life where you live every day wanting people to be happy, making other people smile, you know, not playing peekaboo, so to speak, but as an adult playing peekaboo, you know, leaving people better than where you found them. What happened where you were an adult, you were a parent, where you did everything you could to make your child happy, but then you get into the real world and you don't do those for others? Mm. What if what if what you did for kids you did for everybody? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, yeah. I mean, I try to. I, I'm. It spreads. I'm highly uh, susceptible towards other people's feelings. I could pick up the like if someone's feeling down, like their energy just seeps right into me. I mean, I work in education, so I mean, it works to my advantage with kids because I could totally just tell when someone really needs something or doesn't need it, or you know what I mean, vice versa. But it's hard when you feel these things towards others. But it's just like some people like. The last part that I wanted to ask you is like, okay, so like, I feel as if some people are just blocked. In other words, their energy is just, you know, like there's something, it could be something that happened to them. It could be something that, you know, their anxiety, they're no longer willing to get over for the people who are listening, who feel as if they're blocked and they can't get to this level of increased uh, positivity right. or like, you know. What, for the people who are, feel as if they're stuck in concrete and their legs are just, they haven't gone nowhere in so long, how do they break that mold, escape, take off running down the block? So there, there's three things. And these are things that I still practice mm -hmm. every day because in a, in a world full of negativity, you're, you're pressed every single day to remain positive. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it, it's just out there. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's something that I do. Uh, every day and I write down in a journal and I advise you can get any journal mm -hmm. any 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 book and you write three things that you're grateful for every and, day every day mm -hmm. and it's something you know I, I have my son on a limited basis um, which I'm grateful for mm -hmm. but when I do have him um, I have him every Wednesday and the Thursday and every other weekend part of our bedtime ritual is bath book and then we tell each other three things that we're grateful for. That's cool. And I've been doing that with him since he was two, since he can really talk. Yeah. So I'm um, instilling in him the feeling of being grateful. And last night he said, I'm grateful for you, my fish. He's got two beta fish. I, I got two too, yeah. Wall, wall scratch and buck. Nice names. Yeah. yeah. Wall and, scratch? Wall scratch. Big dad. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got... Sounds like a good band name. Yeah. Wall yeah. scratch. Wall scratch. <laughs> and his, uh, his stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if he says I'm I'm grateful for my poop, my you know my transformers, mm -hmm. my dinosaurs. The the act of practicing gratitude for what you have. It can be the clothes on your back, the food in your belly, the roof over your head. Practice gratitude every day. Get a journal and just write three things that you're grateful for. Now, for me, the the, the second thing that you can do is is besides being grateful, focusing on what you do have, as opposed to what you don't have. So it's all about the thought process. Instead of saying, you know, I wish there was more money in my account, be grateful and be thankful that there's anything in there at all. That's a good point. So it's all about how you look at something. So when you can reverse the thinking of how it is, mm -hmm. obviously being grateful and thankful, they go hand in hand. You just feel better. That goes into an I am statement. So when you can do an I am statement, mm -hmm. so I am powerful, a wonderful father 
and someone who empowers other each day. Mm -hmm. So when you can write out an I am statement, you start to live into it because everyone has greatness inside of them. It's just your choice if you want to bring it out or not. And the third and most important thing, which is the most difficult one for people, mm -hmm. is your circle of influence. It's true. We you brought that up at the beginning. We can't choose our family. Mm -hmm. I love my family to death. Mm -hmm. They all have different personalities, and I love them for all of them. Mm -hmm. But who you learn from, who you grow with, who you're being influenced by will either make you or break you. And if you're listening to this and you're not exactly happy where you are in your life and you feel stuck, you feel like you don't know where to start, mm -hmm. write down on a piece of paper the five people that influence you most or the five people that you're spending the most time with in your day. And take a look at those five names and write down next to each one of them an attribute of what they bring to your life. And I did this with a client and I had her go through that. Mm -hmm. And she actually couldn't think of any attributes. I said, what's the common theme between those five people? Mm -hmm. She said, they're negative. They talk about people behind their backs. They live in lack. And all they do is complain. So I said to her, I said, what do you think is going to happen to you then? You're influenced by your environment. That's a good point. And there's great people out there. You just have to open your eyes just a little bit more and they will show up. So you might say, well, Scott, I don't, I don't have that many friends. Then you know what? Start listening to podcasts. Exactly. Yeah. Start, yeah. start reading books. Go on YouTube. Start watching Tony Robbins or Robin Sharma or Simon Sinek. Start getting influenced by the influencers, because then when you start to shift your mindset, people will start getting attracted to what you're doing, and before you know it, maybe you're influencing other people. Yeah, that's a good point. So be mindful of who you're becoming and the life that you choose to live because the best life is out there for every single one of us. Mm -hmm. It's your choice if you want to step into or not. Yeah, I love that. I love the whole idea too of like, you know, that the five people and like how they like influence you, the ones that you're with the most and the ones that you don't. And I mean, I, I, I too have like, you know, um, recently just realized that there's certain people in my life that have prohibited me. Like not, they've, they've held me back. And I'm not talking about like, you know, putting a chain around me physically. It's not intentionally. Emotionally, like, you know, or like them questioning my uh, creativity or them questioning, like, you know, is he doing, is, is Bob lost his mind? Is he, you know? Yeah, I might have lost it, but you know what? I'm comfortable in that. And like, as I was able to accept that, I was able to become more free and be able to be more accepting of them too, in a way, because it's like, I understand what you're going through, but it's not quite my, you know, it's not my tempo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm not there. I can't be that negative. I want to keep going, you know? If you want to come with me, let's do it. You know what I mean? We can do this ride together, right. but like, I, I, the car's still moving for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm not stuck. You know, I want to keep going. Um, and I find that to be so important. And I, I feel as if, you know, I don't, it's like, it's hard because you don't want to like, like, you do a really good job on Facebook uh, and social media, like, you know, letting people know these things. I feel as if, like, if they listen to the podcast and they get something out of it, that's my job. Like, it's good. If you, if you can sit there for an hour and you can just, like, let your mind just go and be able to accept new ideas. And, you know, or if it's, like, you know, like us reviewing a movie or something, you know, like right. pop culture. Just to escape your regular day, to escape the pattern, like we said at the beginning. I feel as if those things are important. I feel as if, especially now, leading up into 2018... It's more important than ever because we are just like, you know, like this controls like in our entire lives, you yeah. know, like it's so like, you know, it's hard for me. It, I think that it's it's a way to connect. And I feel as if it's the same thing for you. You're yes. connecting with people. You're feeling that urge to um, just make that connection, you know, and it's not so much like I want to see like, you know, uh, who posted what of their baby or whatever. I just feel as if, for me, it's a great outlet because, you know, the podcasting, the music, and it didn't exist when we were kids, you know right. what I mean? Some people do it well. I think that you're doing a fine job with what you do. Um, I think that, I mean, I see people, you know, they post stuff like, you know, thank you, Scott, for doing this. Thank right. you. I, I achieved my goal. And you see, like, you know, the before, before and after photos. Right. So that leads me... Um, how like if somebody out there is listening and they're like, well, you know, I'd like to learn more about Scott. I want to know how do I get myself involved? How do I get on a program? How do I get myself 
like in a nutritional cleanse, you know what I mean? Like right. where could they reach you? Like what, what would be the best thing? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook mm-hmm. at Scott Aaron. You can find me. What if, what if the person's out there is like, I'm scared. I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I'm ready yet to commit to losing it, losing uh, 60 plus pounds or right. something. You know what I mean? Like, Well, if you're getting ready to get ready, you can't expect anything to change. Boom. I mean, it's, it's, and you know, the one thing, there's only one person that's ever going to hold you back Mm -hmm. from achieving or not achieving something in your life. And it's the person that looks back at you in the mirror. Mm -hmm. That's it. Sure. You can't blame your parents. You can't blame your friends. You can't blame your family or your spouse when you can own your own stuff. And you have the innate ability with making new decisions each day to change the entire scope of your life. You know, we get one go at this. And I, I love what Gary V said. He calls it one at bat. Yeah, I've heard about you, that. you get one at bat. That's it. There's there's That's no do overs. There's no mulligans. You know, we can't go back in time. Honestly, Back to the Future was one of my favorite movies of all it's time. So weird you say that because we were just talking last it's night. One of my fa- I, like it's I, one okay, movie so that I can't turn off. We're gonna invite you back because we're gonna do a whole podcast on Back to the Future, the brilliance of it. I'm gonna have a panel of people who have we've been talking about this. Like, do a, you remember the the World Series that when yes, which, of who was it? Uh, the Cubbies. The Cubbies win Versus. over. Um, the Yankees, right? Or no, it was the it. It was actually supposed to be. It wasn't the Florida it was Marlins. The one that it was. Happened, it, it was right? like the. It was like the Miami Marlins. They predicted it, though, right? It was. It was weird. A little yeah, weird. It was right? something weird. But there's so many parts of it. There's so many aspects of it too. That like you know, like I, there's so many great movies for a screenplay writer. Back to the Future is the, one of the best. They don't make movies it's like perfect. they did anymore. And if they just... ever remake that, I will. <laughs> they can't. They, they can't. can't. They no. can't. I think there's actually a clause. Robert Zemeck's or something like somebody is like. They were look, trying to. I think they were trying to. Do, they were going to try to redo Goonies. Like don't yeah. don't do that. Well, don't. I, I read it. There's going to be the like you know they do the thing where it's like the new cast and the old cast. Like don't get that stuff. Don't let, just let that. it be. Let it be a yeah. classic. Let it be a classic. And it's funny. My sister, um, she was asking me, um, you know, what's the difference between a classic and a cult classic? Because she was asking me, point, uh, are the adventures? She goes, the adventures of babysitting. Is that a classic or a cult classic? Mm-hmm. And I'm like. That's definitely a cult classic. It wasn't a box office. Smash. No, like Forrest yeah. Gump was a classic. Yeah, uh, Big Lebowski, cult classic. Cult classic. So there's there's a big. They don't difference. find the audience in the beginning. They find it later. Later on, and, some, and sometimes that, that Outside Providence right. still one yeah. of my favorite movies of all time that a lot of people oh, have great not movie. seen. Great movie. I mean, the, I, the one we just talked about, uh, episode one fifty one. The disaster artist based on the room. I mean, like, talk about motivation. This guy uses his own money to make, go out and Hollywood don't want us. We do it right. ourselves. Yeah. He goes out, and makes the movie. It's 14 years later. It's still playing midnight uh, showings. People all around the world love it. It's amazing. Power of positivity. You yep. know what I mean? The guy owns it. You know, he's become this guy. But it just goes to show is it's like, you know, like if you have a dream, go out and do it. And if your dream is just so small as to like changing the way you go to work, do it tomorrow. Yep. Don't wait. Appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely, Bob. Good to see you, brother. My name is Bob. This has been another episode of Bobcast. Bobcast.